Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you're joining us from. Very, very excited to be back here today with Eric Qualman. He is a five-time best-selling author and keynote speaker, and he's also known as Equal Man, which we'll get to in just a moment. But he's spoken in over 55 countries around the world and has reached over 50 million people. He's the number one best-selling author of five books on digital leadership and voted the second most likable author in the world behind uh, Harry Potter's J.K. Rowling. He's partnered with brands such as Starbucks, Raytheon, Chase, Sony, National Guard, IBM, Disney, and was formerly a sitting professor at Harvard and MIT's edX labs. So with all of this great experience, I'm really honored to have Eric join our Edge community today. So I want to start, you know, your nickname is Equal Man, and you have these really great glasses. Uh, I'm not sure if they're a fashion statement or something else, but tell us a little bit about you and um, the nickname and, and where it all came from. Well, I'm going to tell this story primarily because I think it's going to help everybody out here today. And thanks again for having me because I believe we're all living the same movie. We're just different actors and actresses. And so my name is Eric Qualman. So if you take the first initial last name, it's Equal Man. So throughout my career, I've been Equal Man. And the first 15 years, I actually hated it. So don't do what I did, which was resist your story for 15 years. And so for 15 years, I kind of pushed it back. Uh, people would say, oh, you want coffee? Equal Man, super fast. You can get it. Oh, you need that report over the weekend? Well, Equal Man can do it. He's super strong. He'll do it over the weekend. And then uh, one of the books was doing well. I think it was the second book, Digital Leader. And we sat down for a magazine interview. They're doing a cover shoot. And they go, hey, we want to have some fun with this cover with your moniker, Equal Man, because it's our website address, equalman.com, because I owned it. They're like, can we take some Clark Kent like superhero glasses, Superman glasses, and give them to you? I go, yeah, let's do it. And they go, well, our St. Patrick's Day, it's our St. Patrick's Day. So do you mind if they're green? I go, whatever it takes, you know? And we took that photo. I didn't think much of it. And then I flew to Kenya a couple of weeks later to give a keynote. And the night before us to give that keynote in Kenya, I went to a rescue shelter to adopt a baby cheetah. So obviously you're not adopting a dog or a cat. Can you adopt a lion, a tiger, or a cheetah? Uh, not to take home, my wife would kill me, but just to support you know, these rescue animals and they support the local area. And on the ride over, the lady talks to me and says, hey, you know, you're adopting from the same litter that Usain Bolt, the Olympian adopted from a couple of days ago. And we filmed him and we'd love to film you and kind of marry that video together. And so we can raise more money for the shelter. And I go, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. And then she pauses and looks at me and goes, but obviously when we're filming, we want to make sure that you have your green glasses on. And I kind of look back at her and go, I only wore those. I don't wear those all the time. I look like an idiot walking around wearing green glasses. And uh, the look at her face, I never want to see again because she said, no, everyone in Kenya, that's what they think you look like. And so now I've been kind of, quote unquote, stuck wearing these green glasses. But it's really forced me into my story. And it's the greatest place to be. You know, I was very uncomfortable at first and still uncomfortable this day to wear green glasses. But it reminds me to have any growth. And here we are talking about growth, you've got to step in that discomfort. And I tell that story because those of you that are in your story right now, step further into it. Those that are been hesitant like I was for 15 years, take that first step. 
You know, it's very uncomfortable at first, but long-term it's the most comfortable place you can be. And it's a super, super long story to say that my cheetah is much faster than Usain Bolt's cheetah. Um, your newest book uh, is what we really want to talk today called The Focus Project. And so I'd love to hear what's the essence of that book and, and where you're focusing uh, your business today. Yeah, the essence is it's the not so simple art of doing less better. Because all of us are more, more, more. That's a good mindset to have. You know, when you think about that growth mindset. But really, the only way you can grow is through focus. And so, and that's something that I've wrestled with my entire career. But the beautiful thing is, I've quickly found out everyone wrestles with it, whether it's a top performing CEO, a school teacher, or a stay at home mom or dad, is focus is the key to success. I personally know that multitasking is probably not in my best interest, but oftentimes I really can't help it. In your opinion, is that a bad thing? Should I stop doing that? <laughs> well, I always say, you know, strive for progress, not perfection. And speaking for myself, I mean, we uncovered this before the focus project. So I've now been trying to practice this for eight years and I'm a recovering multitasker. So each and every day I catch myself wanting to multitask. And so inherently, the reason we want to multitask is good. Everyone listen to this podcast. The reason you want to multitask is because you want to beat Father Time, even though Father Time's undefeated. You want to get ahead of the competition. You want to wring more out of a 24-hour day. All good things. But interesting enough and ironically enough, we get less done when we multitask. Majority of us, like 95%. So if you're in the 5%, keep doing what you do. If you're growing and crushing it, don't stop it. But it's really about understanding that you actually get more done when you single task, single task, single task. Uh, you're happier and also healthier. I mean, the science proves it out. I've tested it. So kind of where, where do you sit in terms of like technology being a vehicle for good and growth versus it being a, a hindrance to our ability to focus? Is the technology, especially social media, is it inherently good or inherently bad? And it's neither. I always say it's a scalpel. And so if you think about a scalpel, you can save a life with the scalpel, but you can also take a life. So it's the technology is not good or bad. It's how we use it. And they're very powerful tools if used the right way and at the right size and scale, meaning time dedicated to them. And so unless you're a TikTok influencer and you check your screen time, probably should be on TikTok for two hours a day or Instagram, name your favorite tool of choice. Uh, but maybe you should be on there for 20 minutes a day to develop those relationships, whether that's LinkedIn or whether that's Instagram or Facebook, whatever your favorite tool of choice is. And so in themselves are not inherently good or bad. Now, what happened with social nomics, I wrote that book over a decade ago. And at the time, people thought that social media is just for teenagers. So here I am kind of screaming from the hilltops. You've got to get into this, like go into it. And then what happened was people went too far into it. They didn't have control or understand that there's PhDs that are trying to get you sucked in for hours at a time on these tools. And so that's why this book, The Focus Project, ironically enough, is almost an anti-venom to that first book. And so it's really that marriage. It's meeting in the middle. It's that Flintstones, Jetsons marriage. It's that harmony. So um, hopefully that helps. But it's really just about making sure that you always have that. I like the word harmony over balance. Just making sure that you have that harmony in your life. But sometimes when your attention is on many things, you're able to, you know, see opportunities from a lot of different places. If you're really focused in on 
a single thing, getting a single thing done in, in your day? How do you make sure that you're able to take opportunities that are not in your tunnel vision around around the focus? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And keep in mind that life's going to happen. So the key is to, and I'll do this for your audience right now because it's good, good exercise to go through. It's a little bit of self-learning as well. Is it'll be good to know what you are, Alex. But uh, you want to take advantage of your power hour, and your power hour is generally an hour after you naturally would wake up. So you want to attack the day before the day attacks you, and we'll get into the nuances of that in a second, probably. But just for kind of a super simple level. Like Alex, when would you on a Saturday, you've got nothing going on, no alarm set, when would you naturally wake up? 7.15. 7.15. So you just over, you're almost a Robin, but you're an Eagle, which most people are Eagles. So 7 to 10, you'd be an Eagle. Anything before 7 is that you're a Robin. Anything after 10 a.m. would be an owl, so a night owl. And so the key is to make sure whatever that hour you naturally wake up is try to attack that one thing that matters most. And so again, write it down the night before. The reason you want to write it down the night before, because the way our brain functions is it'll, it'll let you sleep better because otherwise you don't write it down, you're thinking about it. But you kind of trick your brain and saying, okay, I've, I've handled that. Like I don't have to worry about that. I've taken care of it. It's on that piece of paper in my phone. And so that's one key thing that people can take away from today is really just to attack that. Understand if you're a robin, eagle, or an owl, and you actually, over time, change. So most younger folks, 18 to 22 college, they're going to be owls. As you get older, that's why my grandparents, you know, the New Year's Eve, the ball drops at 10 o'clock at their retirement home. Uh, some of it's self-adjusts with age. Uh, interesting enough, in the book, there's a whole chart, though, that most CEOs, uh, whether they're a night owl just genetically, they adjust their behavior because they've got to attack the day before the day attacks them. And so if you look at it, they're getting up at 3.30, 4, 4.30, 5, 5.30. So it's very fascinating to look at that list. If there's one thing you really want our EDGE community to come away with from today's uh, conversation, what would that be? I'd love for you to do this exercise. Do it right now while we're all here. So I would uh, email or text, text yourself or email yourself 10 years in the future. And just write one sentence. If I didn't do this, that would really bum me out, basically. I'd be really disappointed if I didn't accomplish this. And so write that down. You know what it is. It's going to pop in your head. Write that down. Screenshot it. That's, that's now your new screensaver. Print it out. Put it on your mirror in the bathroom. And I want you to hyper-focus on that. And that's the start of your focus project. So my hope is as January 1 rolls around, you start your focus project with that item that you just wrote down. And once you crush that, because you will, because now you have it right in front of you, then you can move on to the next one for the next, whether that takes you two months, three months, or maybe it's go month by month with the new thing, is just do that exercise. Write down the one thing 10 years from now, if you look back and say, I can't believe I didn't accomplish that. Write that down, that's your new screensaver, and just start your focus project January 1, or for you overachievers, start it December 31st and make it happen. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again, and see you next time.